Hey everyone, welcome to Cold Coffee. Hey, it's time for another weekly chat with me, Kristen Hewitt, and the lovely Tova Lee. How are you, Tova? <laughs> oh my God, these looks, Kristen, you're making me hot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish really people good. could see us side yeah. by side here. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm really good. I'm good. How are you? I haven't spoken to you all week. We haven't really been texting this week. How are things? Is Bob back? Let's well, you know, that. he's in and out. It's always like the Bob update, right? Yeah, he's in and out. <laughs> he was home, gone. He was gone for two weeks, home for a day and a half, gone again, home for three days, and now he leaves uh, tomorrow for another week. Right. So. It's been interesting. Um, you know, it's just a busy time of year, right? Yeah. You know, with the holidays and school functions and I shopping. Know. And um, and then personally for me, you guys all know I battle anxiety and um, I've been dealing with some health issues with my perimenopause. So I went off my um, drugs and I just mm-hmm. haven't been feeling myself this week. Mm. So that's really compounded everything. I'm just a little more edgy, I guess. So uh, it's an adjustment, but whatever, we'll get through it. What about you? Anything notable happen this week? What I'd miss in the Tova land? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've been having like, uh, oof, this week. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a reflecting week. Is that a word? Reflect, reflecting. Yeah, you've been reflecting this week. Yeah. What have you been reflecting I went, about? Um, I went and got my hair done on Monday morning, and this lady that did my hair was really nice and sweet and kind, and sort of told me, you know what, just enjoy enjoy it. It's your time. And I mean, she had like a really profound story. I'm not going to tell the story now, but it doesn't matter. And kind of like made me go, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do that. So I left my phone in my bag, which I never do. Yay. Good for you. You never do that. Yeah, exactly. Never do that for an hour and a half. And I just enjoyed it. And then I have to say it carried on from Monday. There was something that shifted and changed. Um, and, uh, and yeah, um, but apart from that, I'm, I'm a bit upset. We, I sort of discovered last week actually that my daughter's kind of struggling at school and I didn't, I didn't know that. And, um, you know, I'm a bit upset with myself for not realizing it. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? It does, but yeah. I hope you're not feeling guilt or yeah, shame. Yeah, I didn't want to say that word, but I am. But I hope you're, mm-hmm. but maybe you're feeling it, but you're, listen, you're doing the best you can. Yeah. So now that you know, you know. So what is she struggling with? Is it like friends or is it school no, work no, or do no. you not want to talk super, about it? No, no, no. She's super social and I think like she likes school, et cetera, et cetera. But I think she's struggling like to keep up with maths and with different, you know, things that they're actually learning. And I, and you know, I was born in Israel and Israel, you sort of start school when you're six at her age, I barely knew how to write my name. So I think I'm very laid back when it comes to studying in general, because I feel like they're very young, they start school very young here. Um, but then it sort of came from her. She said, mommy, I, I don't like it that everybody else knows the answers. And I don't know the answers. And I literally nearly started crying because I thought, oh, my God, like I, I, you know, I, I'm failing like in doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is supporting you and helping you and maybe making sure you're doing homework every day rather than just going, oh, you're only six, go outside and play. And I do believe that by the way, she's only six right? and she should go out and play, you know, but at the same time, this has now become something that she feels bad about herself because do you know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and that kind of really broke my heart uh, a little bit. So this morning, it took me a whole week to process the news because I found out last Tuesday. And for Aww. a week, I was just kind of 
walking around, like, not knowing and thinking, whatever. Did you talk to Mike about it? Yeah. And then this morning I had a chat with her and I said, you know, like, I really appreciate you telling me and blah, blah. And I I really want to help hear my ideas. What do you think about them? And she was really happy, you know. I could tell, like, she was so happy that there was a plan and that we were going to do something. Um, you know, so we'll see, but that got me down a little bit. I have to admit, but now I need to put that behind me and just kind of like be positive and just go with the plan. Right. Yeah. But it's okay to feel like it's okay to feel things when we feel them. Like I was feeling guilty about being kind of down yesterday and I knew my hormones were off and I was a little depressed and I was feeling bad that I wasn't being present enough. And I was like, you know what, Kristen, you just need to feel. Sometimes we just need to feel those emotions and let them move through us. We can't stop our emotions. What we can we what we can change is our thoughts because our thoughts create our emotions. So once we process it and feel it, like you're doing now, you're changing your thoughts and getting a plan. And it is hard when your kids are um, are not feeling good. And it's interesting that that happened to you because every week there's like some synergistic um, yes. theme in our lives. Because <laughs> I now know. I want to share with you something okay. similar. So my daughter got uh, a straight A student, very smart, got her first B. And um, it really bothered her. And I'm like, it's just a B. But she's like, Bs are bad. I'm like, Bs aren't bad. Bs are great. That still means you're doing good. You know, it's not straight A's. But um, a little boy had been moved next to her and she he's been really bothering her. And she's been having nightmares. And I didn't I didn't put oh, the two and wow. two together. But the boy watches Stranger Things, by the way, which I started watching. I'll tell you about. He's but how eight. old is he? No. He's eight. <gasps> and so he's been telling her about it. And she's been having nightmares. And I didn't know. And so she came home yesterday and she was like, Mommy, my brain is just jumbled at school and he never stops talking. And it's the same thing. It's been happening for a month now where this boy has been bothering her in school. And it's the first time I realized it. And yeah, he's been telling her all about this show and that's why she's been waking up and having nightmares. So I took her to acupuncture yesterday and we gave her some tools of what to do when she has those bad dreams and bad thoughts. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I felt the guilt too. Like, why didn't I know this sooner? How did I not catch this? I mean, I think we all feel that way but um can you and much ask like, uh, can you ask her teacher to move her or is that like is well, that like awkward <laughs> I'm just I'm always the mom that talks to the teacher so I don't want to like <laughs> do that like I want to give it some space yeah so I asked her do you want me to email the teacher and she said no so she went and talked to the teacher told the teacher he was oh, wow. bothering her Amazing. and the teacher said you should have told me and that was it she didn't move him or, or anything. So I'm now going to intervene and say, listen, uh, yeah. let's get on the horn here. But, um, but what's much like you said, you know, you told your kids, uh, you know, they're six. Why are they learning so fast? I actually wrote a post. You probably didn't see it on my Facebook page about why are we rushing things? Yeah, I did see it and it was brilliant. So yeah. it's like really, I'm really tired of rushing yeah. our kids. We're yeah. rushing them into so many things. And it's like, why? They don't need to have phones. They don't need to watch these shows so young. Let's keep them little, which so kind I of feel goes like in- that, that kind of links into what we're going to talk about exactly. today, right? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow in a weird way, right? Um, by the way, to those of you who are listening, hi, everybody. <laughs> we're the worst like we at that, this. aren't we? We this like ignore our, our audience. Um, but yeah, this literally links into the topic because we were going to talk today about the sex talk, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the sex talk. I feel like we need yeah. drums. Um, <laughs> we need like boom, chicka, boom, boom. Yeah. No, but really, and the sex talk and how the age to have, you know, I, I want to talk about like what the age to have the sex talk is, but I feel like an- immediately everybody knows 
that the age is getting younger and younger for mm-hmm. the sex mm-hmm. talk and just for you know what kids know today so so yeah so we're going to talk about that but before we do i just want to mention one of the great companies we're working with at the moment which is swap.com and we have actually spoken about them before it is a great um I can't say this word. Consignment. (laughs) It's a consignment store online. (laughs) Online that you can buy and sell unwanted clothes. And it's really good because you basically don't throw stuff away. You get a good bargain. um, And you can get really good brands as well. So they have, uh, you know, stuff from Nike and Gap and other great brands out there that everybody loves. And they're giving 40% off... um, any orders you make on swap.com while using cold coffee 40, which is our promo code. So head over to their website uh, at swap.com and enter our promo code coffee, uh, cold coffee 40 to get your 40% off. So, yes. Yeah. So, sex talk, Kristen. Yes. <laughs> Let's Have talk about sex. When, baby. when is appropriate? What do you say? Because I know a lot of parents out there are struggling with the same sort of um, questions and dilemmas. Do you want me to yes. kick it off or do you want to? I'm going to kick it off because I think you are way more poised and ready to discuss this topic than I am. So I actually posted on my Facebook page a while ago, mm-hmm. um, the girls were inquisitive tonight. Where does the baby come out of your body? Does it hurt when the baby comes out of your body or do they give you medicine to sleep? How does the baby get in your tummy? So I got that question at... Uh, you know, about a month ago from both of my kids at bath time. Mm-hmm. And I put it on my Facebook page because I said, what age, friends, did you have the talk? Hashtag, oh my God, hashtag, I'm not ready. Because I was literally stunned. I had no idea what to say. Now, I will tell you, Tova, that previously my eight-year-old, when she was younger, asked his always asked me where the baby came out of. And first I said my belly button (laughs) at like age five. And then I said, well, sometimes they cut the baby out of your tummy and that, you know, stopped it for a while. And then she asked again at seven and I said, well, the baby comes out of a magical tunnel. Um, I love that. That's hilarious. And she was like, "What magical tunnel?" And this was at seven. I'm like, "She, the baby comes out of your vagina, okay? Like your vagina, two parts okay? Your vagina. your vagina. Like it just comes out of your vagina. There's two parts." Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, grossed out, and I said, "Don't tell your sister, because your sister at the time was four. Um, mm-hmm. But that's as far as I've gotten. So. I'm not sure because I now have an eight, almost nine year old Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure if she's ready, but I think she might be because she's the one that asked, well, how did the baby get in your tummy? And I say, you know, they take a piece from your daddy and a piece from your mommy and they put it together because we did IVF. But she's like, well, what if you don't do IVF? And then I was like, I don't know. So I don't know, Tova. I don't know the answer. I mean, I think she's ready. I I think she could be ready in the next year, but then I think, gosh, they're so young. Do we really want to take away their innocence at eight or nine? So I'm not, no. What about you? Do you have an age that you're So you know, it's interesting that we think and we see it in that way that by them knowing, you know, how babies are created, we are taking away their innocence. Maybe that's the thing we need to sort of adjust our thinking about because does that mean it takes away their innocence? I don't think well, so. Not necessarily. Well, it, you know what I mean? Like it, if you're you talking know? about anatomically correct, you know, yeah. this is what happens. You know, this happens, this happens, and the baby comes great. But then it's like the things that they're teaching in school. Do we need to, you know, we saw that article where a woman was talking about anal sex. It was, yeah. in, a, it was in, in a a school newspaper. Yeah. Wrote an article about anal sex. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I feel like anal sex, oral sex, like those things 
that's the innocence part. Like we're getting really graphic, like where it's talked more about pleasurable as opposed to how babies are made. And I feel like at the younger ages, eight, nine, 10, when they first start asking, yes, we tell them about how they're made, but I don't know that they're ready at this age to talk about the pleasurable part of sex. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I don't know. Like I, I don't necessarily agree. Uh, I, I think that, uh, our children today know much more than we think they do. Uh, I, I'll tell you about my my sex um, my sex. Uh, I'll tell you about my sex. No, I'll tell Ooh. you. <laughs> no, I'll tell you about my sex talk. My mom gave me oh, the okay, sex yeah. talk when I was ten back in nineteen eighty five, and she same had, yeah, I'd same received, yeah I know I'd received a, a book for my tenth tenth birthday, which was how do babies uh, how to make a baby or something like that. How, where do babies come from? I think it was called, and you know it took you through the animal kingdom. You know, <laughs> it's like different animals building up towards humans and then the human bit you basically saw man and woman uh, in a bed underneath the covers like you couldn't see anything right they were totally covered and the man was on top of the woman and that was like you know that was it that's that was like the highlight of the book and I remember sitting there on my, my bed like I remember the bedroom and where we were and exactly the moment and me knowing everything and just pretending for my mom's sake to not know what she was going to tell me. And I was asking questions to make it seem like I didn't know what sex was, but I knew everything, everything at the age of 10 in 1985. Wow. Yeah. That's really impressive. Before the age of internet, before Google, before YouTube, before any of that. So who taught you? Who told you And the thing is, that's it. I, I didn't have any older siblings. I was the eldest. So it wasn't like I had heard it from an older brother sister um you know I had friends that had older older siblings and I had older cousins so I can only assume that somehow through them I I knew it I don't remember who told me and how I knew it but I knew it so my point is right this is my reasoning if I knew it in 1985 at the age of 10 right kids today know much, much, much earlier. Because today, you can't... And the thing is, a lot of people say, well, I don't give my kids phones. My kids don't play on the internet. They don't see anything. Fine. They don't, but maybe their friends do, or maybe their friends' siblings do. And if your child is left alone at any point, and they are, right? My kid goes on play dates sometimes alone. They go to parties sometimes, and it's a drop-off party. And they're at school by themselves. You know, some people, as kids go on the bus or whatever, whatever. So you're you're not attached to your child at all day long, there was a good chance that they're having conversations with other people who know other things. And my point is that I I honestly believe that the age is much lower than people think. I think eight for sure and possibly even before. And I also think that it really depends on the child. I personally was a very curious child. I really wanted to know stuff. Adults um, and adult conversations really interested me. And I can see the same in my daughter. She's six now and she's she reminds me of that a lot. So my eldest asked me for the first time, about babies when she was five. And by the mm-hmm. way, this is also a funny story because you know how they always ask you when you least expect it? Yes, right? like when you're on the potty going to the <laughs> bathroom right. and they so walk that in. That was exactly yeah. it. She's no on way. the toilet and I'm encouraging her to wipe her own butt. <laughs> so there I am checking to see if it's clean, you know, um, with the lovely odor, right, of poop up my nose. And she just goes, Mommy, where do babies go from? <laughs> I'm like, I'm so not ready to answer this question question right now um 
So at the age of five, I did start with, um, you know, this, I think for me, really looking back, it was kind of a stupid explanation, but I, you know, said something about this, a special hug that adults do and it creates a baby, you know, something like that. And of course, then my daughter's not an idiot. She went, well, if I, if I give somebody a big hug, am I going to make a baby, you know? And I was like, for adults, it's for adults. It's a special hug for adults. And she kind of left it. Um, and then, you know, I think, for me, it's not a problem when they ask where do babies come, like come out. So anything that has to do with a baby comes out of either your vagina or your stomach has never been a point of embarrassment or awkwardness for me. It's very, you know, matter of fact. So I can talk about that. I've, she knows about periods and I've talked about that as well. Always, it's not a thing. But very recently, so she turned six and she never asked again. And I know my daughter, I know she knows stuff that she maybe hasn't asked me yet. So I bought a book and it's a great book. It's called What Makes a Baby. Um, and it's sort of like a book that uh, talks you through more of the bio- the biology of things. So like, you know, you need to, you take a sperm from, from a man and it's a, an, a from one type of body and there's an egg from another type of body. And it's actually really sweet how it's presented because it's like, you know, the sperm has its story and the egg has its story. And when they come together, they create a new story. And it's kind now, of does like... does it explain how the sperm gets to the egg in the book? It doesn't. It's oh, for children okay. up till the age of eight. Uh, so oh, that's, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it's up gotcha. to the age of eight. Um, and, and, it, and also what I loved about it, it was like very, um, you know, every type, every type of family. So sometimes it's one mommy and sometimes it's two, it's one daddy and one, t- sometimes it's a mommy and a daddy and sometimes it's two mummies and sometimes it's two daddies. And I love that. So like the show whole me bo- the cover again. So yeah, it's really, it it's a really notes. nice book. I can, we can link what it makes. on the page for people to have a look. And we, we read the book and I thought, you know what, this might spark some questions. So I'm not like having a talk. I just present, we buy loads of books and I read for her every evening. So it was just one more book that I bought and it was there in a pile. I didn't press it on her. It was just when it was, it's time we kind of picked it up and just started reading and it did spark a conversation and she did ask more questions, which were more, um, you know, uh, more specific, right? Uh, like how does the sperm, she asked, how did daddy sperm go into your egg so it was very specific about and what me, did you say which again is iui so i got away with explaining that yes, and then yeah, she yeah, said, yeah. but that's not always the case and i said you're right it's not always the case the sperm needs to get into the egg so it's the bodies need to come together they come together and i and i i sort of i explained as much as i could in the moment and i really was pausing a lot to see where she was at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like because I feel like we don't have to tell them as much yeah. as we think we do. No. So I want to go back um, really fast because I wanted to share my, before we get into this, because I think we need to talk next about um, mm-hmm. how to say things. Because I have a lot of great suggestions from yeah. people oh, on my Facebook great. page at different ages, like what to say at four versus what to say at eight. But um, so I was 10 as well. And the way I thought to ask about sex, I didn't know what sex was. Um, I was on a bus and on a field trip and I had one of these erasers that you like you pull up and down. It becomes very long, like a long mm-hmm. eraser. And I was playing with it on a bus. And I remember the kid's name. His name was Brendan. I forget his last name. But he said, what is that? A dildo? 
And I said, what's a dildo? And everyone laughed at me. And I was 10 years old. And I was just shame. My face got red. So I came home and said, mom, what's a dildo? I love it. And she turned bright red. And so the next day, she presents to me in the car a book called Where Do I Come From? And it was like a cartoon book. And I'm sitting in the front seat next door about how a a baby's made. And it's a man and a woman having sex. And you see the naked man. And I looked at her and I said, you let dad put his penis inside you? I'm like, that's disgusting. And that was the end of the conversation. (laughs) She didn't explain (laughs) anything to me. So I just read the book. Then she went and got me a book on periods. Mm -hmm. um, Just called period. It was the word period with a red dot at the end. And I read that. I think she got them at a Christian bookstore. And that was the extent of my education. So I knew that when my kids asked, I wanted to be way more straightforward. I'm not embarrassed about it, to be honest. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's very anatomical. Like this is it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is how it is. But I'm just a little more cautious about introducing it because I have a very inquisitive, smart daughter who also cannot keep anything to herself, which is part of the reason why we haven't revealed the whole Santa thing yet, because I know she's going to tell her little sister. I told her where the baby came out of. She told her sister it comes out of the vagina. Like she's already told her (laughs) five-year-old sister this. So I know she can't keep it a secret. Um, But I'm at the point with her where she'll be nine in February that if she did ask, I would probably go buy her the same book I used. Um, A lot of people on my Facebook page had some other books. So I'll link to all of these books on our Facebook Mm -hmm. page and in the show notes. But the book that I used was called Where Do We Come... Where Do I... Where Do We Come From? Um, And another one that was recommended by a lovely woman named Diane on my Facebook page, she said to use It's So Amazing Mm -hmm. or It's Not the Storks. So I'm going to actually write those down right now and I'll link to those because... Um, I think we all need to, it's good to read these books to get an idea of what we want to say. And it really Mm -hmm. is a personal opinion, you guys. I mean, I'm not one to push it on my kids. If they ask, that's when I'll tell them. Yeah. Um, But But then on the other hand, like I feel, I don't want to push it either, but I do for sure 100% want, um, I would much rather they heard and they knew things like that from me than from somebody else. Like really, I would rather... Uh, you know, I mean, they're going to find out this is going to happen, right? It's not even a question. It's going to happen. They're going to find out, obviously, right? I would much rather they found out for me. And I just feel like I, I really don't want their first sort of, I don't know, information that they get to sort of be something, I don't know. And I'm I'm also worried, like, what if they don't ask? I don't know. I, I would much rather, like, have... And I also want my daughter to feel like she can actually come and ask me anything. Like that was one of the thoughts I thought if I lie to her now, if I tell her some bullshit answer and she later on kind of realizes, oh, my mom didn't give me actually the answer, not the real answer. I don't know what that does. Like, does that make sense? Like, I don't know if then later on when she has like a real issue, a real struggle or something she wants answers for, am I going to be the person she comes to if she thinks, well, my mom sort of gives me a bullshit answer, you know, like, I don't know what that does. And I know, like, again, I, I'm drawing a lot from my own experience. I never felt like I could talk to my mom about stuff like that, same. you know? Yeah. I, I have the same. 
when yep. I had my first uh, sexual encounter, like when I had sex for the first time, I didn't tell my mom, you know, like I told her months after and pretended like it had just happened, you know, um, and I really... I never told my mom. No. Yeah, and I, no. I just, you, do you know what I mean? Like, and I just, yeah, I, I want to be and... that mom that they can feel like, you know what, I can say that to my mom because my mom looks me straight in the eye and tells me the truth, you know, and... And why wouldn't I tell her the truth? It's only sex at the end of the day. She's going to have sex one day. It's not like she's not. Do you know what I mean? That's Um, part of the reason why with my kids, I always tell them if they did something to each other and somebody's crying, I always look them in the eye and say, if you tell me the truth, there will be way less repercussions than lying to me. You will always get further in life by just talking to me and telling me the truth. And no matter what it is they do, I never react like, why did you hit your Mm -hmm. sister? I'm always like... Thank you for telling me the truth. And I always reward them for talking to me because I want them to feel like I'm going to be open and accepting. Um, Okay. So I want to read a story um, from my Facebook page. That's really good. So Kristen May is a blogger and an author. Um, Her Facebook page is called Abandoning Pretense. And so she messaged me. I just had this talk with my seven-year-old yesterday. She wanted to know exactly how the sperm got to the egg. I was sweating my ass off. Thank goodness we were in the car so I could fake being chill. I told her the man sticks his penis into the woman's vagina. Then the semen travels up her vaginal canal and finds the egg, fertilizes it. And that combo of sperm and egg implants into the uterine lining. And that is a pregnancy. She was like, oh, okay, huh? Hey, did you know I saw Carly at school today? (laughs) So the daughter wasn't even phased. And she was like, listen, I'm not even that chill. I just act chill because I don't want them to think it's a big deal. And I want them to trust me. So I love that. Um, So many people on my Facebook page said they just use straight language and they feel like the, that by telling the truth and just being anatomically and anatomically correct was the best way to do it. Now, obviously with four and five-year-olds, you have to keep it simple. You know, like a baby starts to grow in an egg in mommy's tummy. When the baby's tummy, mommy goes to a doctor. Um, you know, at four years old, they're not going to get it, four no. or five. But but yeah, I loved that explanation. So I'm definitely going to keep Kristen May's uh, talk in mind <laughs> the next yeah. time they ask me. And I know like a lot of, there's been a lot of talk recently, you brought it up earlier about, um, <clears throat> you know, sex education at schools and what they teach and when and what. And I know uh, some places they've added you know, information and stuff about like anal sex and, 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 and oral sex and stuff like that. And maybe even, I don't know, talks about porn. And I know there's a lot of parents out there who are like worried and and don't like that idea. I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I, I actually personally think again, I'm going to talk to my kids about porn. I don't know when and how, but I know it's going to happen. Like I really, I, I re- it's funny because I have a friend, actually, he listens to the podcast every week and I told him this and he was like, I would die. He's 23. And he was like, if my mom ever spoke to me about porn, I would literally die. So maybe they'll die and they'll cringe. I don't really care because they're going to hear what I have to th- say about it, you know, whether they like it or not. I don't want them going into the world without any tools. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want them... To, to do that. I don't want that to happen. Um, and I, yeah, I'd much rather talk to them about stuff. It's part of, it's, it's part of, of, of the world we live in sadly. Right. Um, okay. So I want to stop you. I want to know exactly. I know you haven't thought about it. I want you to think about it while I do this, but I want you to think about 
what you're going to say to your girls about porn, because I'm interested to see what angle you would come from it from. But while you're thinking about that, we're going to take a 30 second time out. And I want to tell you guys about a new sponsor we have called Create Photo Calendars. You guys, if you're looking for a holiday gift, I love creating photo gifts for friends, you know, coffee cups, calendars. It's a great way to do that. So you can create your own personalized photo calendar online in minutes. You upload your photos from your computer, your phone, your Instagram account even, and you can pick different background layers, uh, layouts. Um, you can add birthdays, personal events, to, and our calendars are top quality, right? And they um, they ship within 48 hours. So if you're looking for a great gift, think about Create Photo Calendars and our podcast listeners only. If you go to createphotocalendars.com to create your calendar, you save 55% off. You can use co- coupon code podcast during checkout. So the coupon code is podcast. Once again, visit createphotocalendars.com and use promo code podcast to check out and save up to 55% off. This coupon is good till the end of 2017, you guys. So check it out. It's a good holiday gift. Okay, Tova, back to porn. So I would say I'm not ready at this age to talk to my kids about it. I'm worried that they're going to see it on the bus because I know fifth graders have phones and boys, sometimes maybe girls are watching porn on their phones Mm -hmm. at age 10, 11. And I'm worried that my girls are going to see it. So I do need to have the talk with them before I think we get to that age, but I have no idea what to say or how to approach it. So if you were going to talk to your girls about porn, what would you say? Again, so before I get into that, I do want to say to parents out there, like this is a topic that potentially is uncomfortable for some people, but I hope you guys stay around and listen to it because I feel like as parents, we sometimes have to talk about uncomfortable things, you know, as parents. Um, And I have friends who are moms of boys who at 12 years old are watching porn and the moms are aware of that, you know, and uh, some of them have had talks with their sons about it, you know, and or asked their partners to do it or whatever. And some of them have not because it's very, very awkward to talk to a 12-year-old boy about the fact that they're watching porn. But I really, really want to encourage anybody out there to actually, you know, have a little glass of wine, whatever, buckle up and just do it. You know, for me as a mom, especially mom of girls, would be really important to highlight how porn does not reflect what real sex looks like. It doesn't reflect what sex between, you know, two people who are just like, you know, just regular people would ever look like how the female bodies they see in those, in those images are, do not reflect the female body at all. Like they're not real. None of it is real. It's not how you look. It's not fantasy. It's pretend. Exactly. I would highlight stuff like you know, consent. And I would highlight stuff like pleasure, which I know is the thing you talked about early on. You said, I don't, I'm not ready to talk to my kids about pleasure. Okay. I get it. At the age of six, you're at probably right. Six you're probably right eight, yeah. at the age of six. But when we do get to a point where, come on, they know what sex is and you know, they know, and they know, you know, you know, and blah, 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 then yeah, I definitely want to talk to her them about pleasure. I want to make it super clear for them that sex is something that is supposed to feel good. And if it doesn't feel good, then it's probably wrong. You know, and porn doesn't reflect that. I love that. that. You know I what love I mean? that, Tova. Yeah. No, I love that. that. I love that message. But you have and- to, at some point, like, just go, do you know what? What would I like to know? What would I have wanted to know? They don't, they're so, they go out there and they're, you know, and, and they don't know. And I hear such awful stories, you know, about little girls doing this or that. And, and, and also little boys, you know, and it's not just about girls. Because actually, I think little boys watching porn 
is probably so damaging for them as well because they get the wrong idea of what their role in that encounter is supposed to be like. Do you know what I mean? They yes, get a wrong then, idea as and well. And then the little and the girls watching it think inferior because they're like, is that what I'm supposed to do? Is yeah. that what I'm so supposed to look loses. like? So everybody loses. That's why right. I feel like it's not just moms of girls that need to have these talks. It's every, or moms of boys. Or it, It's everybody. We all have to just you know, take a deep breath and go, I just have to, I just have to do it, you know? Um, and I, again, it's not something that I'm suggesting for one minute that I'm about to do. My daughter is six years old, my eldest. There is no way I'm going to talk to her about porn right now. Obviously not, but there will come a day and I will be do. I will, I will do it. I will do it. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say yet exactly, but I'm just going to do it, you know? And my friend was cringing when I told him that. Well, no, you know, I want to I want to point out to our listeners something. This morning, so I was I was in a grumpy mood, like I told you guys. I'm not feeling that great right now physically. And when Tova told me she wanted to do this show, I wasn't sure how this show would be received. Would people want to listen to this um, conversation? And I think my hesitation was more my un discomfort with the topic because I wasn't ready to have the talk and I didn't want to think about it yet because we think of our kids in these small, innocent packages and we remember them as babies and we don't want them to grow up and have to experience these things. So I was hesitating. I had some resentment, not resentment, but I had some like just hesitation about doing the reservation. Thank you. That's the word about doing this show. But once we've gotten into it now and I hear you talking, I'm so glad we did this show because Tova, you're pushing me outside of my comfort zone, but you're also making me a better parent. So thank you for making me think about this and talk about this. Isn't that what being a parent really, when you think about is all about, I honestly, I feel like from the moment I had children, all they've done is push me out of my comfort zone. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like really, that's what they do, you know? So this is just another aspect of it. But I want to say I can totally relate. And I'm sure a lot of people listening now can relate to exactly what you said. There is a massive embarrassment, a massive, I know you said you weren't embarrassed, but there's a massive like awkwardness about it. It's not something that people just go, yeah, uh you know, everybody sort of goes, you know, (laughs) when they start that sort of uh, sex talk, I was doing the old, like, let's just answer everything with a question and buy another few seconds. That's what I do, by the way. I still answer with a question. does you know like i i don't for one minute want to pretend like um i've got it figured out because i don't i just know that i really want to be a person that provides answers for my children that's what i know for sure you know i i know that i want them to feel like they can come and talk to me about anything including sex and also i want them to never ever ever feel that sex is something to be ashamed of because it's not there is no shame about it at all. And I don't want them to feel, if they see me embarrassed, sweating, and not knowing what to do with myself, then they might take the, they might get the wrong idea and think, oh, maybe this is something people don't talk about. This isn't wrong. I don't know. Like, they'll get some so, sort okay, of impression. So I, have to, I want to interrupt you there and tell you something. So yeah. I hope my mom is, I'm going to tell my mom not to listen to the show. Um, <laughs> Which so will when only I was make 16, her listen to the show, right? No, I know. I won't. Right, right. <laughs> so when I was like 16, I had a boy, maybe I was older, 17, 18. Um, I lived at home when I was going to college and we converted like a spare bedroom to like my TV room so I could have people over. And there was a boy over, a man over, and we were making out. We weren't doing anything. My parents were in the house. We were just kissing. But um, when I got in my car the next morning, there was a church pamphlet on the windshield of my car. And I felt so much shame. And it took me so many years to get over the fact that... 
I felt shame around sex, even with my husband in the very beginning. And that all stems from childhood. And I don't want to blame my mom. Like I don't feel any anger or resentment towards her. I understand that she grew up in a very Catholic, religious, strict upbringing, Mm -hmm. and this is what she learned. So this is what she learned to to do to her kids, which is totally fine. But I'm so glad, and I always talk about finding the gift in everything, and it took me a long time to get over that shame and to to accept myself sexually. But um, I'm glad that she did that because it was a gift because it taught me that I don't want my kids to feel shame around their sexual beings. It's okay to feel things and want things. And when you were talking about, you know, talking about porn and pleasure, yes, I want my kids to understand that sex is supposed to feel good. But I want to have that talk when I know that they're about to start becoming sexually active. You know, yeah. um, I think the early talks about sex and where babies come from comes around eight, nine, ten years old. That's when you're getting into the the semantics of this is what happens. But I think once you get in the tween teen years, that's when you can really have the talk. You know, when they when they find yeah. you know they become self aware, um, and maybe masturbation becomes a, a thing with your teen teenagers, you know, I don't even know what age that starts, but you know, that's when you have the pleasure talk, which is difficult. I know, I know this is a hard thing. It's hard thing for me to say as a television reporter to talk about say sex and say masturbation and say these words publicly. (laughs) It really is, but, (laughs) but it's things that I know it's probably uncomfortable for you to hear, but I I think it's important to talk about masturbation. I don't know if you saw it or not, but But yeah, no, but what I wanted to say was um, with regards to that is that, again, I can relate. I don't think for me, um, you know, my parents gave me a feeling of shame that I, I, that not so much. But what I will say is like, once I think they realized, uh, uh, well, at least my dad, because my, I, I never told my dad I started having sex. I only told my mom like a few months later. But my dad, I guess, you know, he wasn't an idiot and I had a boyfriend for a very long time, you know, so like I suppose he assumed. Um, But his whole focus, anything I ever heard about from my dad about sex or about any anything that had to do with sex was just how I should never, ever, ever get pregnant. Like, you know, that was like the main thing. You know, it's like, I never get pregnant. So like, yeah. And I feel like, again, I'm, you know, this is weird because this wasn't actually one of our topics, but I wonder what dads, like how dads feel about this topic in general. Is it always the moms? I asked my husband about it. But really, is it always like the mom's job to sort of have the sex talk or is it like moms talk to girls and dads talk to boys? Yeah, I think it's moms talk to the girls, dads talk to boys usually. But I even asked my husband about it this morning. I'm like, are you embarrassed? Would you have the talk? And he's like, yeah, he has no problem. He would talk to the girls about it. But you know what I would probably do and I I would scare the living shit out of them. I want to show them pictures of genitalia with like herpes and STTs because that's my biggest thing. Like be careful and protect yourself. Yes, pregnancy, but there's a lot of other crap yeah. out there. And Okay, really- so my point is that uh, oh, I agree with you. There's a lot of crap out there and there's a lot of stuff, bad stuff that can happen and you're right and it's definitely something worth educating your children about and letting them know. But my point is that I feel like those things are almost easier for us to talk about. So we highlight those much more. The thing that we struggle to talk about is, for example, pleasure, right? It's, I know, I know we're not talking about it at the age of eight, but can you, but listen how in saying this, this, this is we're women, right? I'm a woman and I'm 42, you're 42. Nobody ever talked to me 
about pleasure, you know, how sex is supposed to be pleasure, about a pleasurist. Like, do you know what I mean? I sort of like stumbled upon that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It kind well, of like happened. Also or you reach an with... age where you suddenly start reading Cosmo or whatever, you know, you watch Sex in the City, it suddenly gets clear, you know, you, you see When Harry Met Sally, you get it, right? There but was nobody... an HBO series called Real Sex. Okay. Did no, you ever watch it. that? No. no, it was good. In my like late teens, early twenties, I stumbled upon it late at night, and it—it—that's it, what taught me about the real part of. But don't, sex but like don't you that. find that really strange? How it's left I, out? I—I think that it's more. Uh, I think it's more of a cultural, religious thing in my in my yeah. family. Like I think, and I think everybody's different. I think if you have more liberal parents. Um, that ex- like experimented with free love in the sixties, you know, they're going to be more apt to be <laughs> like, I know my husband has an aunt and, uh, she knew her kids were having sex. She would let them spend the night. She'd just say, make sure you, you know, you use protection. And she knew when they were 16, they were doing it in the house and yeah. she was fine with that. I think it's just all in your, maybe it was in our upbringing that nobody told you and yeah. I, but I think there are plenty of people out there that, that did learn that. It's just maybe you and I didn't. I think like maybe it's, it's more, it's uh it's more that um i i would i would hope and i hope that when i come to that point and again like you said it's all about finding the stages cuz it's different stages you're not going to say one thing you know at the age of 6 you're you know it's all about stages but it would be really nice to give a round picture and not just a, a sort of one you know just one dimensional which i feel in many cases what we do is just a bit easier well, and I hope that today we've opened up the lines of communication there and we've encouraged people to to think about it and think about it earlier than you think because your kids are going to ask you when you least expect it. Okay, yeah. before we move on, because Tova and I have some wonderful stories for you in our Not So News, but before we go on, I have um, one more thing we want to talk to you about, which is our, our last sponsor of the day, Honey. You guys, I've, we've talked about Honey, this browser, before. It's a, cr- a free browser extension that's available on Chrome, Firefox, and Safari. But it saves you time and money when you're shopping. And I'm telling you, I've already done all my shopping and I use Honey, especially on Amazon. If you hit click the Honey um, extension, it will tell you where you can get coupon codes and find better prices for what you're buying. It will uh, get you the same item for less from a different seller. It even factors in shipping and more. It also tracks the price of, of an item so you can add an item to your drop list and Honey will notify you when your item drops in price. This is the time of year where you need to install Honey, guys. I'm serious. It will save you money. Um, if you would like to join Honey for free, join honey.com slash coffee. That's joinhoney.com slash code coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E and try it and let us know if you did find uh, find any great deals because I'm always looking for good deals. Okay. It's time for not so news. Are you ready, Tova? Okay. So I have an interesting, this is not necessarily funny. I, I love this, right? This mom is a genius. Okay. So you know how kids love to draw on anything except on actual pieces of paper. Paper, like, yes, of course. Exactly. Counters, They'll walls, exactly. toilet seats. Yeah, I love it that you know exactly what I mean. So, this <laughs> mom, right? Uh, I can't remember now where she's from, but I think in the UK, her son drew a picture of a house <laughs> with a green marker on her wall. Right? I would, I would die if that happened. Wait, but she would, drew a picture of the house 
In green marker. Yeah, with a green marker, like a proper green marker on this beautiful white wall in their living room. And instead of, I guess, freaking out, trying to erase it, paint all over it, whatever, what this mom did was she framed it. (laughs) That's awesome. She got a frame with the glass and just basically glued it to the wall so that the house is in the middle. And it's like, and I'm telling you, it looks brilliant. It really, really does. Oh, you have to send me that link right now while we're on the air so I can post it. I just love it. So that's there forever. It's such a great memory, isn't it? I I, I love that. My fear, though, is that it would just encourage them to do loads of drawings on the wall. You know what I mean? But just the one. The one looks quite nice. Well, we're an art house. So I've been toying uh, around with the idea of doing one of those chalkboard walls, like getting the chalk paint and letting them just have one wall to free for all. Yeah, that's brilliant. Do you have that or you're getting it? No. Well, you can buy the chalk paint. I've just got to figure out where to do it. Uh, either in one of their rooms or we have a guest room that we use as a playroom perhaps. But yeah, I want to just give them a place to just, because they love art. I mean, all day long they're doing art. In fact, today they're home from school and I've got to come up with something for them to do because they're going to go crazy. (laughs) But that's a great idea. Yeah, so mom hack, well done. (laughs) So we've talked all year in my not so news about all the strange trends, you know, glitter in your vagina, glitter bombs, there's glitter everywhere. But guys, (laughs) we're not leaving you out. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's everything you need to know about giving yourself a glitter beard. Okay. (laughs) This is a thing. And I tagged Tova on the video this week because it was fantastic. Uh, It's time to reflect on all the things we're thankful for, like family, friends, and men with big, irresistible beards, of course. Um, It turns out that there are two guys, Brian and Jonathan, they're two fine facial haired fellas who make up the gay beards, just created an awesome YouTube video that shows you how to turn your facial hair into a festive glitter beard. (laughs) So there are actually YouTube videos now. How to do it. Showing you. And I have to say, I mean, their beards are incredible, you guys. Yes. That's like an they impressive have, beard, you know? It is. It yeah. is. So, yeah. So if and you I really want to make... I I won't lie. I really like it with the glitter. It looks good, right? It looks good. I, I do. Can I, I that when he walks around, does the glitter sort of... Does he just spread glitter everywhere? It's all it over stay? his shirt. It's all over his shirt. Oh, <laughs> so my God. I hate glitter. It. Can you imagine? You're like walking oh. into Starbucks and there's like glitter, you know, like a trail of glitter wherever you go. That's quite funny, actually. I oh think it God. would be awesome at like an ugly Christmas sweater party. <laughs> I think that you would dazzle. He with would. your glitter beard, even he a glitter would. goatee, I think that would be a, a wonderful fashion trend. <laughs> I will say, though, oh. I, I'm not a big fan of big beards normally, but that glitter on that beard just really did it for me. You know, I don't like glitter in general because it gets <laughs> stuck all over my house, but I think I'm going to uh, break out the glitter to... Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to break out the glitter. Do you guys ever make, this is totally off topic, but do you guys ever make home, homemade gifts for anyone during the holidays, Tova, or no? Do you not know me? Like, what? Yeah, I guess that's a no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I think, uh, I think I'm going to break out some glitter today and let them oh, start God. making some ornaments. I need to do something. They're, they're, they've only been home for, you know, a day and they're already driving me crazy. I can't imagine what it's going to be like during holiday break when we have two weeks <laughs> off. Do you have two weeks off as well over yeah. the holidays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. We're going away like just for a few days, but yeah, it's going to be a long one. But you know what? Um, I'm looking forward to it. I have to be honest. I think I'm actually going to take time off. (laughs) Everybody's away anyway, right? So I think so. But 
it's just, yeah, I'm waiting for it. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you to everyone for listening. We totally appreciate all the shares and the comments. And we've been getting some really nice messages on our Facebook page, Cold Coffee Show. So keep those coming. If you ever have any show topic ideas you'd like us to talk about, send us a message. Uh, Cold Coffee Show. We'll mention you on the show if you have any questions for us. And also uh, maybe love- a question for this week because I really want to hear from people about sex talk. Like, have you had sex I talk? I would like to know what age yeah, you had it age, and what you said. And what you said. Exactly. <laughs> and any I'm thoughts on anything that we talked about today would be awesome. And have an amazing, amazing, amazing rest of the week. Um, and bye, Kristen. Bye. <laughs> bye.